welcome to Inspiration from the Couch. I'm Avery. I'm Jamie. And I'm Lucy. We are psychologists and moms. Join us as we discuss what we've figured out, what we've yet to figure out, and what there's just no figuring out. It's sure to be fun, and you may be inspired along the way. Welcome to Inspiration from the Couch. Today, we're going to talk about curiosity. Before we get started, we just wanted to briefly check in with you, our listeners, and to tell you thank you so much for your support and for listening to our podcast. Um, We are so, so grateful. This has been so fun for us. I think maybe the highlight of our year or maybe like the last decade potentially for us, (laughs) which maybe says something sad about our lives. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so thank you. And we really value your opinion and your feedback. If you want to rate us on wherever you find podcasts, leave a comment. That would be wonderful. If you know someone in your life who you think you would benefit from this podcast, please feel free to share it with them. And if you have any ideas for other podcasts, if you have questions or things you'd like us to address or feedback for us, please feel free to email us at info, I-N-F-O, at inspirationfromthecouch.com, or you can fill out a form on our website, www.inspirationfromthecouch.com. Thank you. So today, we're going to be talking about curiosity. I think curiosity is really important to talk about because I think it can be a really important tool when we're thinking about the future. I'm a person that I often get caught in these like expectations of like how things are going to go in the future. And I kind of get rigid and kind of bound to that. And so curiosity kind of gives me this other option where I can be more open and accepting and kind of live in the moment. So I think that curiosity might be helpful as we're kind of thinking about the future, that kind of thing. I think also I I see a lot of young adults as they're kind of trying to navigate their career and options that are coming, whether it's college or whether it's job opportunities, that curiosity can also kind of open them to that experience versus having to feel like they have it all figured out. And my goodness, even for people our age. I was going to say not only (laughs) young adults, but I think any age. Yeah, people. it, It kind of helps to give another option as we're to not always have to feel like we have it all together, all figured out. So this is one of the biggest things I think of that comes to mind for me with regards to curiosity. So I think it's so often we want to get it right. Like we yes. want to have the answer. We want to do it right. We want to have things figured out. We want to be the expert sometimes, right? And there's this closing off that happens with that. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes, especially as, as an adult, but I think sometimes even for younger people, we forget about learning and growing and being curious. And so when we shift into curiosity, at least for me, there's this opening that can kind of happen. And Mm -hmm. I feel so much more receptive to other perspectives and feedback. And I feel like I get taken off the hook from having to know it all or to have it figured out or to to have the right answer. Because there's not even a right answer anymore once we can harness curiosity. So it's almost like a cognitive switch, right? From I need to know exactly what's happening now or have my shit together right now to like, I can be kind of open and see what's coming next and just be curious. And there's almost like for me, this deep breath of relief that comes with it in terms of like, oh, like life is so much fun when I can just be curious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, and I think if we want to kind of go a little bit deeper into that, I think that it, it is really just living from this space or the state of inquiry, right? Like living from a space of, I don't know, and that is completely okay versus I have to know everything. I think it 
opens us up to new possibilities. You know, when you were talking about young adults trying to figure out their career options, you know, Avery, that's one of the things like when I'm engaging in doing vocational counseling with young adults, adults, whatever, you know, something that I notice is that people will like foreclose on opportunities before they actually investigate them and really see like, is this a fit for me? Like, what else do I know? You know, rather than like, I I remember when I was training at a college counseling center, the career of like a CSI forensic person was like all the all the rage. (laughs) And it was something that everybody wanted to do, but they only based it on what the TV show was showing. And then when we got in and I'm like, okay, well, have you thought about this? Have you thought about this? Like, let's look at what actually is entailed in this particular job there. You know, a lot of the students were like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. (laughs) I have to laugh like the CSI shows. Like I'm like, do crime scene people really wear like four inch stilettos? (laughs) They're like, here, makeup all done. I'm like, how realistic. Very glamorous. Part of the appeal. I don't know. That was it. Look at that job uniform. I like it, you know. Right? What's so funny is you're talking about foreclosing like that. I'm thinking of my kids, right? Sometimes I'm like, okay, we're having, I don't know, King Ranch chicken for dinner. And they're like, I hate that. And then they'll go, what is that? Right? It's like you just decide and you don't even know what it is. Yes. I don't want to do that. Wait, what are we doing? Right. And how often we kind of do that. Yes. So it's kind of this openness. It opens us up. It kind of takes us off the hook from having to know it all or have it all figured out. Any other ways that you found curiosity just as a concept to be helpful, whether it's in your own life or as a parent or even with your patients? And I have to tell a story on myself. Yeah. So last night, and it's so fresh, right? So I was at <laughs> so fresh. my show fresh. <laughs> I was at my parents' house for dinner. So my family and my sister and her family. And my mom was was telling some story and in there, she was saying, and I, I come from a family, and we'll get into this later, that that doesn't always totally speak the truth. Like sometimes it's kind of to protect other people's feelings. You kind of like maybe tell a little white lie or kind of change things. But my mom was saying something and I got all like in this family, like we don't, I'm real big on like, we need to start speaking truth, right? Or like, why are we not being like totally honest? What's so bad about the truth? And I was like, we're going to do a podcast episode on that later. (laughs) But I was saying this and, and I realized I was kind of an asshole, right? And so like I get home and curiosity was actually what came to mind for me. If gosh, that conversation probably would have felt better to everyone if I could have come at it more from a space of curiosity. Mm-hmm. Like, huh, mm-hmm. what is this about wanting to be nice and being afraid to hurt people's feelings? And what makes it hard to tell the truth? And if I had softened a little bit in that conversation, so I called my mom and I apologized. And I said, gosh, I think that might have felt better if I'd just been curious about all this instead of feeling like I had this like answer I was trying to, to share with everyone. Mm-hmm. There was like a hardness and an edge that came with that. And like a closed offness. Um, I find that too. I'm I think it's maybe just my personality because I can't remember a time that I didn't feel this way, that I need to have it all figured out. I need to know it all. I mean, I need to know what's going on. I need to have a good understanding of it. And that that very much closes me off, right? That I'm not open to the present, open to the experience, kind of learning as I go. And so I think I, I often have had that experience of in a conversation, especially conversations that are more emotional, that I'll come out kind of guns blazing of like, this is it. This is the right way. This is, you know, my way or the highway. And, and rather than being kind of open or like curious or even like wanting some understanding. So I'm, I'm even as I'm sitting here, I'm kind of like opening my posture. I think it really does open up. What about you, Jamie? I think for me, something that I notice is if I am just 
sitting there having a conversation with someone and I'm just waiting for my turn to speak. <laughs> and I just want to share my experience versus really listening to them and, and, and going at it with an air of curiosity. It's going to make it really hard for me to connect with that person if that's what I'm waiting on. I'm sitting here like, shit, am I doing this in our no. podcast right now? <laughs> thinking like, what do I need to say about this? Am I really listening? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what can make it difficult to be curious when you're in a place where maybe even you're trying to be curious, you're trying to be more curious, what can be kind of the like roadblocks to that? What gets in your way? For me, it is judgments about what is right and wrong. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Wow. That is a big piece of that. If I've got a different opinion from someone and it's, it's not like a benign opinion, like, Mm. you know, Hey, I like Italian food. Um, (laughs) You know, if it's, if it's uh, more emotional than that, yeah, if it's, if it's more emotional than that, and I can get in my headspace of like, Ooh, they're wrong. And I'm going to show you that you're wrong. That will take me out of a space of curiosity very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And along those lines, I think feeling like I need to have it figured out or kind of a plan in place or it needs to be more definitive. Yeah. I definitely, I, that resonates with me, both the emotional heightenedness or, I mean, for me, we've talked about anxiety in our last podcast, but when I'm feeling that stress or that fear or that worry, I can kind of get into more like rigid, like this needs to happen, like a plan versus just like, I wonder what's going to happen the next hour. I wonder what's going to happen tomorrow. It could be, this has to happen. And then that has to happen tomorrow. Yeah. That I can, I can be a real planner and that really does not leave, leave a lot of room for curiosity. Yeah, it kind of shuts it down yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. What else interferes with curiosity? Would you say with your kids, anything that you see that maybe interferes with their curiosity? I'm thinking about that. I'm kind of like, I got my head cocked to the side a little bit because I think in some ways kids are naturally more curious maybe than we are as adults. I think that's one of the cool things about being younger. Quite often, they don't feel like they have to have it all figured out. They're more comfortable with not being an expert, with kind of learning and growing. Um, I'm thinking of like the TV remote, right? I don't know about y'all t- y'all's TV remotes, but it is so confusing to me. How many do you have? Right. That's what I, I want to know. know. Right. Like, 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 we've got like three just to right. operate the downstairs television. Right, <laughs> right. And, and like devices and things where I'm like, I don't know, but my kids just play on it, right? right. They yeah. don't need like to watch a YouTube video to figure it out. They just start like pressing buttons and playing and they're like, oh, mm-hmm. did you know you could do this? Or do you know you could do that? And I think it's this curiosity that enables that. We were we were gaming the other day and it was a game that I hadn't played in, in quite a long time. And I was like, how do you jump? How do you fart? Like I was getting really mad. And the kids are like, just press the buttons, mom. Just press the buttons. Yeah. Just, keep pressing. Pressing. Just keep press pressing. the buttons. Oh, OK. Yeah, because yeah. we want like the. Yeah, how to? I need need to know how to do this. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think one thing I see maybe more as kids are growing up, maybe more in like adolescence or like early adulthood, that there is both this like need to have things figured out, but there's also, there are a lot of distractions that kind of keep them from having that time and space to just be curious about how they feel, how they think about things, what they believe. I think there's always, I'm sitting here pointing to my like phone, there's always this like ready-made distraction. And I think that like space and time just for thought and like figuring out is kind of, I don't know, it feels like it's kind of infringed upon by technology, especially for adolescents and, and young adults. What do you guys think? Do you all see that 
in your practice? I think so. I think there's a lot of, especially like influence from certain social media apps from people Mm. that maybe kids or adolescents follow. And then they just sort of take in the information as if it's the gospel truth without really like questioning, hey, does this fit for me? What do I think about this? Yeah, just any kind of like air of curiosity just seems to be like, whoop, gone. Well, and there's that like, well, everybody's got this figured out. I mean, nobody's ever gone to college and not know when they were going to do it with their lives. And it's like, oh, well, no, actually, I don't think that's true. But maybe everyone in your circle or all the people that you're following on social media, like there's that kind of misinformation. Yeah. Yeah. But I love, so curiosity and Jamie, you used the term earlier, inquiry, Mm -hmm. right? And I'd never really thought about the sense that to do any of that, we need a little bit of space, right? And a little bit of not like running a million miles an hour and, and being able to kind of tune in. So with curiosity, there's a degree of like contemplation and tuning inward. That's yeah. kind of a piece of it. Yeah. That introspection and being able to both sit with that openness of like, I don't have to have it all figured out and I can have some space to figure some of these things out. I think we want like an answer right now. Like, let me Google (laughs) it. Let me ask Mm -hmm. someone right now. Let Mm -hmm. me have the plan. Let me ask everybody for their opinion rather than kind of going inside and seeing like, do I really have a gut feeling about it? Do I have kind of a feeling of what the next step might be? And I I think uncertainty is one of the most distressful places for people to be rather than seeing it as just this neutral place. But so often it is associated Mm. with the negative, like, oh, this is I, I don't like this. I don't like being in this place of not knowing. So I think what you're saying is that curiosity can almost reframe that really uncomfortable uncertainty from like, I don't know what's going to happen. It's definitely going to be bad Mm -hmm. to I don't know what it's going to happen. I can be curious. It it almost gives us this option. I won't even say exit ramp, but almost like workaround of when I'm having that kind of uncertainty, anxious feeling that, that this can kind of open us up and almost take us off the hook that we don't have to know what's coming next. But it'll be okay. Like we will be able to face it and and then learn and figure it out. Yeah. Anything else, any other pearls of wisdom, nuggets of wisdom that you guys think are are important to discuss around curiosity? I mean, one of the things that I talk with my students about, my trainees who are studying to be psychologists themselves is that that really is the place that we need to start from when Mm. we're working with our clients. To me, it's very foundational in what we do. And curiosity is really what fosters empathy in the relationship with the client. And so I think it's really, really important. You know, if we are not curious about our clients, they're not really going to feel very understood. Therapy is not going to probably go very well. They're not going to probably self-disclose or work collaboratively with you. And so it's it's really, really important, you know, and I think one of the things that is the most effective is to really be observant as to what you're saying as the clinician and then what your thoughts and words are. And then also to those, especially those of the clients, like we need to be really curious about what's what is going on with them versus us already assuming and saying, hey, I've got this all figured out. I know you. I've got that. I think that same wisdom would apply to relationships, especially like intimate romantic relationships. So you have been in a long-term relationship (laughs) with someone for 17, 20 years. Like how often do we just stop being curious? Right. You know, when you're first dating with someone, dating someone, you ask a lot of questions, you're getting to know them, you're wanting to hear a lot. And then sometimes we either just want to talk or 
or nothing. And they really want that because I think it's like the the step before like being able to validate someone is to figure out what's going right. on with them. And, you know, it's funny, Robert and I got into an argument <laughs> this week because, you know, he's training for his triathlon or whatever that's that's coming up, his Ironman that'll be next year. But there's lots of training that goes into that. And I love my husband very much. And I don't necessarily want to hear about every single thing that goes into the training all of the time. But also, too, it can be really hurtful to him if I don't inquire, if I don't see how things are going, if I don't approach it with an air of curiosity, because sometimes I'm just like, oh, not again. Okay, I don't want to hear about this again. So, yes, I mean, and we'll be married for 23 years. So I totally get your point, Lucy. Yeah. But how because I think we all want to be heard and seen and understood and how good it feels when Mm -hmm. someone is curious about us in our lives. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think even with our kids, I think so much of my conversation with my daughter often is about logistics and like yes. life stuff of like, you need to empty the dishwasher and then we're going to study for this. But curiosity is such a one. I mean, you can almost see them soften as we're like, well, what do you think about that? Or tell me about this show that you're watching or how do you're, you know, what are you? I mean, it's just, it's such a wonderful conversation starter and a wonderful like way to show up in that interaction of just from a place of curiosity versus like logistics management. Yeah. So almost this idea of how do we be curious in our relationships and use that as like an opening and a way to connect. How do we be curious with ourselves? Right. And I think we can apply that in, in both directions. Absolutely. And and I think this idea too of the curiosity for self, it really, like you mentioned this, Lucy, of kind of taking us off the hook. It kind of, I think it puts us in this place where we, we all know that we're works in progress, right? But it really kind of allows us just to continue to gather that information that can kind of continue our development, right? And, and that, you know, we may not know exactly how we're going to feel as we're training for that Ironman or as we're in this new position or as we're in this new relationship, we're going to have to kind of get there and then see how we feel. And then maybe we make the next decision, but it kind of gives us, gives us that like openness that we can continue to collect experience and that will inform what we need to do next. But I think too, even, you know, I think of work with our clients or even in our own lives, let's say you're wanting to change something like a practice Mm -hmm. to help you be more grounded or to be less anxious. I think sometimes we want someone to give us an answer, Mm -hmm. right? So like, what's the plan? Or I want like an at-home yoga practice, you know, tell me what moves I should do, right? But this idea of instead, how do we start to get curious and we experiment? So I think experimenting often comes along with curiosity and we try something out and we stay present and open to direct feedback and curious about that. And then we can kind of refine, right? Because some people may say you need to meditate first thing in the morning for this many minutes. I don't know though, like what's going to work for you? Yeah. And I think honestly, what you just said, that's what I keep kind of saying in my head when I'm trying to be curious is I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but we'll have to show up and then see. Then we'll get that information and then we won't know what's going to happen next and then we'll show up. But that I don't know, that freedom to not know, I think it can be so powerful. I think I just want to dedicate this podcast to my sister who's trying to figure out like which job (laughs) to take, to which job to take, which is wonderful that she has multiple opportunities, but she's been struggling with that and literally texted me, just tell me which one to take. (laughs) No, I'm not. But (laughs) nope, nope. I sent her a a GIF with like, nope, nope, nope. (laughs) (laughs) I would love that. I would love to get an email from like some higher power that just says, Lucy, here's the plan and I can execute. 
Am, oh, I, yes. the, am I the higher power in this yes, scenario? I don't, I don't know. Y'all could just send me an email. We'll try it out. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's, you know, me just trying to encourage her, like really tune in, like take some notes after you do the interviews. Like what is it that came up for you and really sit back and reflect. And they're not pressuring you for an answer that you have to let them know today. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah I, I know she'll make the, the decision that's best for her and her family. Right. Yeah. Right. And and she will. And and that also, there's probably not just one. And I, I think right. that's the other curiosity piece. The beauty of curiosity is that there's not a right answer. And if you if you either find it or you know you're screwed, right? Like there there are multiple right answers, and that's where you show up and figure out what feels right for you in that moment. Rather than there being this like scripted option A is the right one. And Lucy, if you choose option B, I don't know. I mean, it's it's all over, right? Well, I think sometimes we get so angry with ourselves Mm -hmm. and self-aggressive when we do something and then later on we get some feedback and we're like, oh, if I'd known that then, right, like I would have done something different. And we expect ourselves to have this like this hindsight bias, Right. right? And we didn't know that at the time. And sometimes we make a choice and it's like spot on. And sometimes we make a choice, you know, we have that second margarita and we're like, shit. Yeah. Like not a good idea. Right. And we like live and learn. Right. But if we can right. take out the self-aggression and we'll, we'll come back to compassion in a future episode, I think next time. Yeah. That speaks to that too. Yeah. When curiosity, I think one more thing I have to say too is curiosity. Sometimes I think of it as tied with willingness. Right. And so if we can have mm. curiosity, but we also have willingness to kind of show up and to be open and to try things, those can be nice partners in crime. Yeah. Yeah. So what do we want people to try at home then? So one thing I'm thinking that could offer up some curiosity would be to do either some writing or even talking and relationships that foster that curiosity of just kind of giving yourself that time to think and be curious, kind of giving it to yourself as an option that may look like writing about job opportunities and being curious about kind of what your thoughts are, what your feelings are about it, whether that might be having conversations with people and taking that curious approach. But I think those would be some ways to kind of pull in some more curiosity day to day. Yeah. And I think for me, since it's something that I can struggle with from time to time, you know, that need to be right or that need to be correct. You I don't know, know what you're talking about. <laughs> me neither. Never, <laughs> never struggle with that a day in my life. <laughs> so I think I, I would say, you know, if, if listeners, you know, are just aligned with me and they struggle with that, then, you know, I think one of the things is to tune into that when you get into the, that sort of space and ask yourself, what is being right costing me? I think that that is a good sort of curious question to really look at the whole scenario, Mm -hmm. hopefully to open you up a little bit more. And I just along with that, I love that question of like, where did I ever get the idea that like this was the right way to do things? Right. Mm -hmm. Like, where did that come from? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think for me too, it's almost like, how do you bring curiosity along? So how do you say like, well, where's curiosity and how can I bring it with me? And especially if you notice yourself shutting down or Mm. closing off or digging in, I think that's a great time to say like, okay, where's the curiosity and how can that come to bear in this and how might that shift things? So almost paying attention to the closing and then curiosity being an option that could help you to open. Yeah. 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 And so next time in our next podcast next week, we will be talking about compassion. So please join us for that. I think that will do it for us today. Thank you so much for joining us. And we look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Subscribe to Inspiration from the Couch wherever you access your podcasts. We always welcome your feedback. 
visit us on our website at inspirationfromthecouch.com. Thank you.